welcome. Legally Brief presents Changing Our Institutions. I'm your host, Judy Saunders. I'm a lawyer who works with private and public companies, educational institutions, and sports organizations to identify root causes, confront historic failures, and boldly implement change to our institutions. This podcast is for corporate change agents, disruptors, and mindset mavericks who are committed to making our institutions work better for themselves and the next generation. I want to remind you that while I hope you enjoy every episode in the series that we're doing on changing our institutions, the content of this programming is not a substitute for speaking directly with an attorney who understands your unique circumstances. If you're looking for past episodes or information, please head on over to my website. There you'll find information and you can sign up for newsletters and you can learn more about me and my practice. I'm glad you're here. Let's get ready and let's talk and make some changes. Hello and welcome back. One of the conversations that I was looking forward to having with you this week is the discussion of whistleblowers and the role that these individuals play in notifying the public, companies, employers, that there's a culture of abuse, there's corruption, misdeeds going on within institutions and organizations. The International Bar Association created a best practice guide manual or report, so to speak, in 2021, actually entitled The Global Breast Practices for Conducting Internal Investigation. I found this report to be fascinating for several different reasons. But in particular, there was a portion of the report that dealt with what we're talking about today, whistleblowers and what whistleblowers do and the protection that this particular individual needs when they proverbially stick their head out, so to speak, and bring, talk about, bring to the knowledge of authority figures, misdeeds that are happening. Now, if you're a whistleblower, if you know someone that's a whistleblower, you can imagine sometimes the weight, the fear that comes about with that role. Now, at a very elementary sense, we think about the word kind of defines itself, but for purposes of this conversation, you think about whistleblowing can begin, you know, even in the schoolyard. It's the person who sees something going, doing wrong, you know, to another, to their peer, to their friend, and they run, you know, and tell the teacher. Now, they're just doing what comes naturally. They see something wrong and they reach out, you know, Billy stole my, you know, Billy took my took my cookie or Mary pushed me down the slide and now my knee is bleeding. You know, you're whistleblowing. You're talking about misconduct. Well, what about the next time that there's some type of schoolyard misconduct? And as you run off to tell the person in position of authority to help you, Billy stops you, uh, blocks your path and says, 
if you go over there to tell, you're never going to make it out of the schoolyard without getting beat up. Or what if the threat is not so overt? What if when you get back to class, you get a, a note dropped on your desk without a signature, an anonymous note saying, you're out of the club. No one's talking to you. We hate you because you told. That's retaliation. That's intimidation. And that's bullying. In schools around the nation, there have been initiatives for the past, and I know personally, for the past 10 years, I saw it in my son's school where there was I think it was termed, you know, be bucket fillers, be the person who speaks out when they see bullying, when they see something going wrong, fill each other's bucket, don't participate in bullying. So there's a concerted and conscious and intentional effort to train children to be part of the equation that does good, that doesn't support bullying, that joins together in a chorus to be proactively whistleblowers and to talk about misconduct. Now, let's think about that in the professional sense and whistleblowing. Going back to this report that was put out, there was discussion about during the course of when an internal investigation is launched that's looking into corruption, looking into discrimination in organizations or financial wrongdoing, stealing fraud inside of institutions and companies that so many times we would never know about this, but for the efforts of whistleblowers. The report talked about how important it was, so much so that different congressional acts in the United States, one in particular, the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, and also organizations are even created to protect these individuals that speak out. One organization that the report mentioned and that I looked into on their website is the Platform to Protect Whistleblowers in Africa. And according to this organization's website, they seek to defend whistleblowers. They strategically litigate and advocate on behalf of individuals who speak out in the public interest of African citizens. Now, as a follow-up to this show, I intend to do further investigation and reach out and see if, according to their content and copyright, this organization is, in fact, doing what it says to protect, to help, and advance whistleblowers on the um, in African nations. Some of the things that this organization says that it does for whistleblowers, which will give you an idea of how dangerous it is to be a whistleblower, they provide secure communications so that a whistleblower can come forward and fully disclose legal assistance, that they maintain a network of local international lawyers so that a whistleblower can safely report a crime and corruption. And then something, an issue that I often find to be so effectively used, I've talked about it before in past episodes, to actually protect whistleblowers from retaliation. Being a whistleblower in context, in so many different contexts, is a dangerous act. It could not only cost you your job, opportunity, future career opportunities, but it could actually result in physical harm and so many cases of whistleblowers that we've heard of could even result in death to the whistleblower. So the act of whistleblowing is important. It is serious. And the hope is that on a less dramatic level, you know, that a whistleblower that comes forward in this 
the setting of a company that if there's an internal investigation, then the company, those people in positions of authority will take that seriously and they will act accordingly, look into the misconduct, look into the corruption so that a whistleblower doesn't have to seek protection, doesn't have to feel threatened, doesn't have to give in to retaliation. To give you an idea of the value and how important it is, this whole concept and notion of being a whistleblower, there's another report that was put out in 2019 to Congress about the whistleblower program. This program is was set up and established by the United States Security and Exchange Commission. The SEC actually set up a program whereby whistleblowers who are reporting financial misconduct, they would be monetarily rewarded. According to this report, the SEC's whistleblower program has had a significant impact on the enforcement and the protection of investors. So you and I, if you invest in some type of financial fund, in the stock market, in your retirement program, this program has actually worked to your benefit. Whistleblowers work to your benefit. The program has offered whistleblowers a means to come forward and receive monetary compensation for coming forward and reporting abuses. In 2019, the commission, they reported that it was the second largest year that they had whistleblowers tips made to them. And that in 2019, a $37 million award was made to a whistleblower who provided evidence and assistance that allowed the SEC to resolve a matter of misconduct. The program has reported that since it began, the commission has awarded approximately 387 million to 67 whistleblowers. This whole concept of being a whistleblower has value. It has real life monetary value. It's seen by this report in the millions. The government takes it seriously. Companies should and most of them do take it seriously. And in the course of an internal investigation as an investigator, we have to take the role of a whistleblower and their protections. We see that the SEC even rewards whistleblowers with monetary compensation. Last year, no, was it 20? Yeah, 2019, I researched and really contemplated this whole idea of the protection of whistleblowers and whether within the realm of competitive youth sports, whether athletes and witnesses should receive protections and compensations for reporting wrongdoing. So just as the SEC compensates whistleblowers and the federal government protects whistleblowers, I asked the question, and you can read about you can read the article that I wrote in the New Jersey Law Journal. I'm advocated, I had advocated that our competitive youth athletes, they should receive similar types of whistleblower protections. As an investigator, it's so essential to take seriously and to look at the role that a whistleblower plays in the course of an investigation, knowing that in so many ways, a whistleblower can be the first step to restoring the trust, correcting systemic failures. 
that we find in our companies and in our institutions. It's an important role that they play. Whistleblowers come in all walks of life and they're not always out front. They don't always have a wonderful ending to their story after they report this misconduct. Like the example I gave you in the schoolyard, they end up being the subject and the target of retaliatory acts, misconduct. And I have to assume that some of them wish that they never spoke up. In the context of the college sports, there is a lesser known whistleblower that really felt the impact of what she thought, the good she thought she was doing, and maybe the change that she thought she can bring about. But in some respects, on a personal level, it backfired for her. I know that as a community, we benefited from what Jane Kemp did, who in the early 1980s, she exposed how at the University of Georgia, football players, many of them who were minority African-American males who were failing their college classes, some of them illiterate and could not make it through English classes, but were playing and pushed to play in their campus and their university's bowls. So these, when I'm recording this, we're in January and this is college bowl system season. So on TV, you'll see all of the big schools holding their bowls and their athletic events right now. Jan Kemp spoke out against this and said, and this is reported in from the 1986 issue of the Sports Illustrated, where Ms. Kemp said, there is no real sound academic reason for these athletes to be at the University of Georgia other than they're being utilized to produce income. They couldn't read. They couldn't make it through remedial classes. As a result, and Ms. Kemp saw this not happening with one student athlete or two. She saw this happening. It was a pattern and it was a culture at the University of Georgia. As a result of whistleblowing what she saw, she was demoted. She was fired. She received death threats. This trauma, as reported by the news media, allegedly led to her attempting to commit suicide. She was professionally ruined. Later, thankfully, she was awarded, she was compensated rather, when she sued the University of Georgia for terminating her. And a jury did award her damages. So many times, whistleblowers face repercussions for their acts. What I want you to take away today, when we look at our institutions, when we look at how internal investigations can restore our institutions, we have to think about the role that the whistleblower is playing. During the course of your investigation, you come upon someone that you believe may be a whistleblower and may be the subject of retaliation. It's important to think about how to protect this individual so that we can elicit and the public can get the information that it needs only in obtaining full disclosure. And that disclosure may be on the part and with the help of a whistleblower, can we work to getting our institutions to work for all of us? And by institutions, I include private, public companies, nonprofits, governmental agencies, and the role that whistleblowers play in them is an important one. It is always a pleasure to have these conversations with you. And until next time, be well.
All information and content in this podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only. Nothing in this podcast shall constitute legal advice and shall not create an attorney-client relationship. This information is general and may not be applicable to your particular circumstances. You should review your particular circumstances with an attorney. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast is hereby expressly disclaimed.